Welcome to I Need Some Air. Banding. A last airbender fan cast from someone who's seen the show before. And someone who has not. I'm Landon Ferguson. And I'm Michael Williams. So, uh, this is a rather straightforward episode, Landon. Agreed. Like, there's really, there's only one plot, and it's a lot of action. There's really not a whole lot of dialogue. Yeah, so, and it's uh, pretty, it's pretty, uh, focused on one location as well. Mm-hmm. One location. The city of Omashu. Uh, according to Sokka, a building that does not melt. <laughs> Alright, so... Aang, Sokka, and Kantara arrive at Omashu. I believe it's at... Uh, Aang wants to stop there. They go in. The reason that Aang wants to go there is because he used to visit there as a child with a friend named Bumi. And Omashu apparently has a bunch of chutes, I guess. Like chutes and slides that they used to transport objects. And he and Bumi would ride the chutes all over the city. So that's what they're there to do. Aang, Katara, and Sokka have an accident, and they accidentally destroy a man's cabbage cart. And they are arrested and brought before the king of Umashu. And the king of Umashu realizes that Aang is the Avatar, and he covers Sokka and Katara with Geminite, which is a crystal rock. He puts a ring on each of their fingers, and it slowly covers their body in crystal. So Aang has to complete three trials. When he does finally complete the three trials and the three tests, the king frees Sokka and Katara. And we find out that the king, his name is Bumi, Aang's childhood friend. And Aang and Bumi are very happy to see each other. Bumi does tell Aang, though, you have to be careful. You, need, you are in charge of defeating the Fire Lord Ozai? What's the name? Mm-hmm. That's it. Ozai. And it ends with... Boomy and Aang doing a doing a shoot together, one last slide. Well, what would you think of this episode? I I really enjoyed it, cause I I felt it was kind of a little escape from the larger story. Yeah, this is just a fun pit stop episode, which is kind of you know par for the course for the last Airbender. We get a lot of story episodes, and then we get some just world building character episodes and. Some pit stop episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I really enjoyed the episode because I we got a break from Zuko in this episode. Zuko and his uncle and <laughs> Uncle Iroh was certainly missed, but I I felt we had a replacement in Boomy, the King of Omashu. I I felt he was a worthy character since he was mm-hmm. really the only new character we meet. I really liked Boomy. I remember watching it. And my first thought that it was it was just a crazy king. Yeah, because this is actually a question I had for you. What? Wh- when did you realize that it was Boomy? Did it ever occur to you? Uh, it never occurred to me. Interesting. Although, I d- actually I do remember watching this episode uh, a long time ago. So this is one of the only episodes I actually do remember. I actually do remember what happened in it. But I do remember when I first watched it, I was. I was thrown aback. Like, I wasn't expecting it. But this time around, you didn't recall? I didn't recall. Yeah, I, I don't remember my first time watching this episode, if I knew that or not. Uh, but watching it this time, I, I, I had this feeling like, oh, it's so obvious. Of course Michael knows that that's Boomy, but... Nah. 
I guess they 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 do this thing where you only see past Boomy one time. Yeah. So you kind of forget about him. Yeah, you forget about. And and I guess you just sort of assume that a hundred years he'd be dead, but he's alive and seems to be well. Proclaims he's the strongest Earthbender in the world. Yeah, I'm willing to believe that because uh, he maintains kind of this frail old man look the whole time. He's got a he's a little hunched over. He's got some really crazy outfits on. And then Aang's last test, last trial, is he has to fight Boomy, and he just straightens up his back, rips off his shirts. Apparently, he's been doing CrossFit this whole time, because he is <laughs> jacked. And not only is he jacked, he is very powerful. Yeah. And uh, I almost saw for... I was almost wondering, like, okay, what if we just skip the water bending? Why don't you just go ahead and learn earth bending? Because... Boomy's got it all figured out right now. Like, yeah, there was a moment. There was a moment where he made quicksand underneath Aang, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought. I was sort of like, why not just stop here and learn earthbending? But, I mean, obviously, I know the show, and I kind of know what what goes on from there. But there seems to be this necessity to get to the North Pole now. Yeah. When it seems like you could just stop and learn earthbending, it that th- thought did occur to me. Yeah, I for one am hoping that we see Boomy again. I guess in book two where they're doing the Earth, mm-hmm. earthbending. I, I I would welcome him again. Yeah, he's a good character, and uh, I don't think we meet anybody else in this episode that's new aside from a small character, the Cabbage Guy. Yeah. Uh. So. I want to talk about the cabbage salesman. Okay. So when we first meet him, he is outside the pal- the city, like at the at the gate. Uh-huh. And I guess he's trying to sell the guardsman some cabbage. And I thought for a second he was just a poor farmer that just lived outside the city. And he was trying to, like, bribe his way into the city. And the guards are just like, these cabbages are not up to our liking. And they They were rotten, throw- yeah. They were on, they threw the cabbages, like, off the bridge, so they're all gone, and that's where we get the first My Cabbages, and I just thought, wow, that's a poor farmer, and then we see him again, apparently he lives in the city, and Aang, and Katara, and Sokka smashing cabbages, and we get another My Cabbages, and then we have the moment where they're brought before the King of Omashu, and the guards are reading their crimes, and I finally remember what their uh, their crimes were. Vandalism, traveling under false pretenses, and malicious destruction of cabbages. <laughs> the camera then pans over, and the cabbage salesman is in the court asking for their heads, one for each head of cabbage. So apparently, this cabbage salesman has a lot of political pool in the <laughs> city of Omash. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, I, it is. It was a little strange to me that it's like, oh, they didn't let him into Omashu and they threw his cabbages over the side. No. And then we see him in the walls later when they crash into his cabbage cart. So it was so, like, was he trying to import cabbages to Omashu where he lives or what? I don't know. I think they just, I think they were just going for a reoccurring joke and didn't really think about the logistics of of that no, joke. No, Landon, it must be a Ponzi scheme. This guy is a clearly a powerful political player <laughs> in the city of Amashu. He clearly has a 
a delicate plan in place, and I won't stop until I figure out what it is. There's a secret cabbage economics system that we don't know about. No, like, alright, the guards already have two charges against Aang and his friends, two legitimate charges, and somehow the cabbage salesman gets another charge added on <laughs> for his property. It's, if someone, like, if I go somewhere, if I rob a store and I smash, like, some Twinkies, I'm not getting charged for smashing Twinkies unless the Twinkie salesman has a lot of political pull for this random, I guess, shell station I just robbed. And he's talking <laughs> to the DA, she's like, you could, I know he's uh, got armed robbery in there, but you gotta tack on destruction of Twinkies. <laughs> Malicious destruction of Twinkies. Right? I don't know. Okay, I think cabbage salesman, in in my head canon, is more important than we than he is made out to be. You may be proven right down the I'm, road. We'll, I may we'll be proven. See. What what if he's Fire Lord Ozai in disguise? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's my major theory about this episode that the cabbage salesman is not what he seems. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll have to revisit that later. I'm serious. I'm we're, serious. I think we'll have the opportunity. Okay. We're, we're going to... All right. Uh, Let's move on. Let's move on and discuss if we learned anything about our previous characters. Okay. I think off the bat, we I think we did learn something new about Aang, is that he had a friend named Boomy, and it didn't... I don't know. I don't think no. we learned anything essential other I don't than, like, think, this here, is a... All right. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think we learned anything about our previous characters, but I think Aang learned something about himself. Okay. That he's got to he's got to remember <clears throat> things from his past from a hundred years ago, like the the lessons that Boomy taught him to don't always see things for what they are. You got to look at the world a little differently to solve problems in front of you. It was the whole point of the test that he set him up with. Yeah, he was. Believe uh, even though Aang's in this new hundred, you know, hundred years later world, he can't forget the stuff that he knew before from a previous world. Yeah, I believe the quote from Boomy is "Think like a mad genius." Yes, which I I do like. And this 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 is a nice reminder to Aang that his whole world is not completely gone, um, because he has an old friend that's still here. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel as though we learned anything new about Sokka and Katara. It's more like they were plot devices this time around. Yeah, so moving on from that, did we learn anything new about the world? Uh, I do feel we learned a good bit about earthbending and what that's like and how they live in society. I think it's the first time we've really met some earthbenders um, in the show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's this uh, kingdom that seems to be untouched and is perfectly fine in this war. Like, I kind of mentioned it before, but it, they seemed like the Fire Nation hasn't really even come near them. Yeah, and they have, have a very interesting way of doing things. Because they, they don't have any doors. They just kind of, I guess like they're parting the Red Sea, they just part the earth, walk through and just part it back, is my best interpretation of it. And then they have uh, the whole delivery system, how they just move packages or move product around, which is, I, I think, a more efficient version of Amazon Prime. 
<laughs> but uh, but that, that's just me. I think it's a more efficient version of everything. I, I think if so. If you could just wave your arms and have things fly ten stories up in the air. Yeah. I, I think I would control Earth if I had to choose. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, it, it, it seems real cool. Like, I know there's more water than anything, but it's just like, well, what if I just raised the, the sea level or the sea ground? The sea ground? The sea ground. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just raised the ocean floor? It's like, it took me a while to think about it, and sea ground, what's the best I could come up with? Wow. Yeah. Take two. All right, all right, scratch. All right. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> so... There's only so much I felt we learned about the world. I just thought this was more of an episode where we could just kind of have fun. That's why I just kind of wrote down some things I thought were funny. I yeah. thought would be funny. Uh, one of them was that when Boomy greets the Avatar, he uh, refers to him as Young Bald One, mm-hmm. which I, I liked. And then I think we mentioned before that Aang and Katara and Sokka lied to get into the city because he didn't want the city people to know that they, he was the avatar and ang on the spot decided to act like a grandfather and his name was bonzu pippin patalopsicopolis the third <laughs> which uh was an impossible name to say but i have to give major props to katara because she immediately jumped in it's like i am his grandfather so and so pippin patalopsicopolis and um, we also learned that the earthbending, earthbenders are very respectful of the elderly, <laughs> which I just, I don't know why I just thought that was funny, because they immediately turned to Sokka and she's like, well, you're, you're a strong young man. And I thought for a second, like they were going to praise him as a warrior. And they just, then they just went, you should carry your grandfather's bags. And yeah. Sokka was like, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then we have another mention of the name when Omashu exposes Aang at the Avatar God, I keep calling him Omashu. Boomy exposes Aang and just went, What do you have to say about that, Mr. Pippin Petalopsicopolis? Uh, which... Yeah, just that, yeah, that was really funny, this impossible name that everyone just immediately picks up on. Like, everyone's improv skills are great. Like, <laughs> just like, okay, I've accepted the situation and I've accepted it quite perfectly. And I make mention of Boomy's. The way he said the name is because he's like being very threatening. And then he said that name and I just couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> like, even if he was like threatened to put me to death, I w- it's just like, uh, that's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> put me to death. But like, that's, that's, I can't take you seriously when you say that name. This poor attempt at a Greek name. Yeah, it makes you wonder what, how, how weird are the rest of the names in this world if that one was easy to say. <laughs> God. I I cannot imagine any of any of these other names. No, that name's not hard. That only had twenty letters. You should meet my grandfather. He's got eighty-two. We have to take a break when we say it. <laughs> and if you're wondering why I said twenty letters, it's because I sat here and I counted out. There are twenty letters in Pippin Petalopsicopolis. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not wow at the letters. Wow that you counted them. <laughs> Uh, it, it's easy. I grouped him. So, okay, that's six, 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 two. <laughs> All right, let's discuss plot development. One thing I noticed was Aang used zero earthbending in this episode. Um, yeah. When he in his fight against Boomy, it was all airbending and no water for obvious reasons. There was none in the arena, but 
it's it's a sort of shows that Aang probably doesn't know how to bend Earth at all. Like he sort of accidentally has bent some water, but there's been no Earth bending. Yeah, I think that's a valid observation. I'm kind of of the opinion that there wasn't a whole lot of plot development in this episode. No, I would agree with that. It's whatever there was, it was very small. It's very small. And it was just kind of, kind of like I mentioned before, this is kind of one of those episodes where Aang wants to go do something and have fun. And usually Sokka and Katara would be like trying to rein Aang in, but they kind of, they really kind of took a backseat in this episode, which is what I, it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And so where, where does our plot go from here? I, I don't. That's a good question. I I think Aang's gonna take what well, Boomy said to him to heart. But I was like, you really do have a serious task ahead of you. But like, don't don't forget, you know, think like a mad genius. Yeah. Well, let me let me put it to you this way: after watching uh, the episodes that we've seen, and you're sort of picking up on how the show structure is, what do you want to see next? Uh, I know I want to see Zuko and Iroh. I don't want. I want to catch up with them again. Um, I would like an episode on Katara. That that's kind of what I'm feeling right now because we've had. Uh, I'll say two on Aang, and then one on Sokka, where these episodes they featured some development for their characters. I kind of hope there's an. We get one soon about Katara, because I just I don't feel she's becoming a bit stale to me. Like she's just kind of there to like. Well, from from what I remember about the next episode, I think you're in luck. I would have to say from memory, the next episode is probably majority a Katara episode. Okay, like you're not lying to me, right? Because I'm gonna be very upset if next episode they're just um. <laughs> They're in the jungle trying to catch the teleporting goats or whatever. No. <laughs> no, I don't think it's it's not necessarily like we're going to learn anything about Katara's past or whatever, but I think we're going to see some character from her okay. um, in the next one. She definitely has more to do. Uh, well, that's good. I, I am definitely looking forward to that. But that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the things the show does best is it, 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 it not in any kind of pattern, but it takes turns giving its characters episodes that's good i i always enjoy that because ensemble shows will do that but for this show where there's really only one goal uh well i was gonna say about really five oh we'll say mm -hmm. four main characters we'll call iroh supporting mm -hmm. and i i enjoy it when even small shows like that will alternate episodes to focus on a specific character yeah, that... and like I said, it, it, it you know you may get a character episode with one, and then it may be a while before that character gets another one, or you may see somebody wound up with two in a row. But it, they definitely take turns. Yeah, I will say this: I feel like Aang treated Momo horribly in this episode. It was a little bit uh, neglectful, I guess. Yeah, he just kind of shoved him into an air vent and then left him there. <laughs> But he got out. We saw him later. Okay. There was, they, they made a point to show Momo again later. 
Because like at, um, at that moment, I was very like upset with Aang. Just like okay, you're very worried about Momo. I'm very worried. I was very uh, sad. Yeah, and we meet a new animal, uh, Flopsy. Yeah, Flopsy, which seemed to be like a gorilla rabbit. I I put that Flopsy was a rancor. <laughs> that's kind of the sense I got from this. And we also had a long-eared bunny. Um, it it looked like a normal bunny, except it had some long ears. So maybe extremely long ears. It's a Dumbo ripoff or something. Maybe that bunny can fly. <laughs> and then yeah, then we meet uh, Flopsy, which yeah, I guess it's just like a big gorilla. I I did not stop long enough to think about okay, what what hybrid is this here? It, I was thinking I was thinking gorilla bunny, but unfortunately we don't get a species name. We just know that Boomy's pet is Flopsy. Flopsy. And apparently he is very aggressive unless you call him Flopsy. <laughs> Actually, uh if you're referring to the way he was chasing Aang until Aang addressed him as Flopsy, I think when Aang was running around calling for Flopsy, thinking it was the little rabbit, I think uh, the chasing was him coming to Aang's calling him, calling Flopsy. Ah. Yeah. Well, And so, because Aang was running around, it looked like he was being chased, but he was just coming when he was called. Okay. Alright. Well, good, Flopsy. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's gonna do it for us this time around. Yeah. Bit of a small episode, but... You know, I thought... A very good one. Like, I thought the last episode was pretty light, and then I saw this one... And the show continues to surprise me about how, I guess, little plot can occur within an episode. But even with little plot, it still feels like a fun episode to watch. Yeah, I think sometimes these smaller episodes are important, though, because it it slowly puzzle pieces together the world building. If everything was just, you know completing quest after quest, action after action, you'd never really have any time to just sort of feel the environment, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we'll run into filler episodes. I think some get critiqued for being only filler episodes and not important at all, but they're never not enjoyable. And they definitely play to their 22-minute episode structure. Yeah. Well, all right. That's going to do it for this week. I'm Landon Ferguson. And I'm Michael Williams. You guys are going to love Omashu. The people here are the friendliest in the world. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is?